Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com and use the code OMIO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to a new episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo back after a week off. You know, just needed a little, little break there, uh, especially with all this heat going on and just made me tired. It's hard to focus on some of these stories that have happened the past two weeks um, that we're going to touch on a little bit. Uh, today. But uh, before we get into the show, make sure you head over to staytunesports.net. To, and on our right hand side, there's all of our social media accounts our Twitter, our Facebook, um, especially our Twitter one, because, you know, bare knuckle boxing, UFC, you'll find me over there tweeting about, especially with last week's BKFC 19 pay per view, um, the circus that was kind of going on in the very beginning of, of the uh, pay per view was. Quite interesting, uh, to say the least. But um, uh, and then up top there is our merchandise tab, so you can find any uh, hoodies or T-shirts that you may want to purchase to uh, help support this uh, the show. And you know what? Another way to help support the show is if you head over to www.buythecoffee.com/stsports and make a little donation. You know, that way you don't have to. If you don't want to spend twenty dollars on a nice awesome looking stay tuned sports t-shirt and just want to give me a dollar um you buy me a, you buy me a beer and that that's how it is on there um we've had a couple fans buy us um you know support us as far as like scott crump from the Erska league and uh ben adams from uh the stay tuned sports podcast truck series that uh runs friday night which we will be talking about um in a few seconds here but um and don't forget, we did unveil a couple weeks ago that we do have our mailbag um, that you guys could call with questions or comments. And in case you guys want to do that, the number is 612-STS-CHAT. I mean, can't get that much easier. You know, it's Stay Tuned Sports abbreviated and then chat, you know. Um, and if you don't know what STS-CHAT the numbers are, it's 612-787-2428. And who knows? Maybe you know you you'll, you'll be on the show. Um, I'll give you a shout out, and uh, we'll go from there. You know, it's good times. Um, speaking of good times, this past Friday was the first race in the chase for the State Tune Sports Podcast Truck Series Championship, and they, the the boys were at Daytona this past week, and surprisingly, um, early on was very clean racing. You know, no cautions. 
Um, and one other surprising thing too was out of the the ten Chase drivers, Mitchell Adams, who has won back-to-back seasons, did not race this past week. So that really put him behind the eight ball for this uh, the rest of the season. If he if he races, I believe he's supposed to be racing this week. I'm not sure what happened last week and why he uh, was not able to um, race. But there was a butt kicker challenge. Um, Jason Gracias, uh, won you know won the pole. The pole um, actually had a, a very good race. You know, like I say, he took the the buck kicker challenge, um, but unfortunately, he did not win the race. Um, so he did not win the buck kicker challenge. Um, some some things that kind of threw me off in the very beginning. I forgot James Lorello had a drive through penalty, so. He qualified high, and then after the first lap, he had to drive through the, the pits as part of a penalty from uh, the week before. And I really thought that um, that was going to put him behind the eight ball again. Um, but he actually finished very well. Uh, was up front there with his partner, Ben Izinga, and came in, I, I believe it was like third place he came in. Um, but the, the winner actually was Ben Mashburn who all year has been right there almost you know to win a race and then just bad luck whether it be a wreck that you know swooped him up in it or, or something like that um but was able to pull it off and you know needless to say actually um he did almost get swept up in another uh wreck at the end there um there was two left two laps left to go and i mean it took the majority of the field out and another little side note about uh, James Lorello coming in third. He was the only um, chase driver to finish in the top 10. Like I said, that, that big wreck on lap two took everybody out. But there was some drama that happened throughout the race. And this one was quite interesting. A um, little bit of drama on pit road. It seemed like a, seemed like a lot of the drama happened on pit road uh with people either just spinning out coming out of the pit road but this one in particular uh incident involved ben izinga and ben mashburn who like i said won the race um izinga was trying to get into his pit box and who you know which he was in the fast lane ben mashburn was leaving the pits so he was in the, the slower lane and Izinga, you know, turned down to uh, get into his pit box and was just, you know, kind of spun out by Mashburn, which a lot of the cars were coming down or leaving, you know, right behind them and caused a lot of the guys to check up, which in turn collected, um, like I said, Izinga was part of it, Matt Cherry and JT Poole, who all were chase drivers um now if you look at it you know there was obviously probably a lot of finger pointing going on inside their chat and things like that um i mean i know i joke around with the guys that i'm gonna uh hopefully get into iRacing so maybe i have a lot to learn as far as the etiquettes of what's right and what's wrong 
but from what I saw, I thought, you know, Ben Mashburn, who was driving slow and leaving the pits, should have slowed up, or at least, you know, speed up a little bit to get past Izinga, and Izinga slowed up. I mean, maybe a little bit of fault on both ends of, of the party here, um, but it just, just big wreck right there, um, and definitely had implications on the rest of the race, I believe. You know, I mean, even though Ben ended up winning the race, Izinga ended up getting collected up, I, I think, in that last wreck that I talked about with two laps ago. Um, but there was really only like three or four cautions, and the, the two big ones that, you know, obviously at Daytona, you talk about, you know, the big wreck, um, happened with six to go and, and, and two to go. And really, the, the one with six laps to go pretty much looked like net code, which, you know, iRacing basically assumes where the two trucks are going to be or are, and sometimes they're not there or do not end up being there, and they end up wrecking. Um, but th those were the only two big wrecks that happened. Like I said, the last one took out the majority. Lorello was able to get through it and is still in the lead by, I believe, a point right now um, for the championship. Now, even though we are in the chase for the championship, you know, all season I gave my three racers to watch for that race. Well, pretty much the rest of the season now, I'm just going to give my three racers to watch for the chase. You know, who, who I think is going to do good this, uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, obviously, the first one I'm going to pick is Mitchell Adams. Um, like I said, he missed last week, and he has a lot of ground to make up. Um, he's 28 points back behind James Lorello. But as a racer that is a back-to-back -back champion, you can't really ever count anything out. You know, he, he's obviously a very good racer that is able to win back-to-back -back championships. So he's, he's no lucky driver. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, another racer is Andrew Himmelman. He's only one point behind uh, James, like I said earlier. Had a really good race at Daytona, but got caught, caught up in a couple of wrecks. And I believe that last one with uh, two to go took him out. I, I forget where exactly he uh, finished, but he was up there right before it happened. And uh, he's been strong all year, especially the, the second half of the season. Seemed like he really came on strong even like last year. Only being one point behind, all, all it takes is for James to slip up one little time and Andrew will be right there to, to pounce. Uh, pounce. Um, last one is uh, Matt Cherry. Um, he snuck into the chase uh, this past you know week or so by just being consistent. And you know, like that's why you know, like Scott Crump, I'll talk to on the side from Erska and even last season I think he only had like one or two wins on the season he was worried about the chase and just watching as long as you're consistent with top 10 finishes you'll be there in the end and that's what Matt Cherry did these last few races last four out of five um, races he finished in the top 10 and now he's only five points back behind Lorello um, and that's an accomplishment you know to bring up because he's above 
Mitchell Adams, who, like I said, is the reigning champion. So they're my three racers to watch uh, this upcoming race, that which they're at, Kansas. Um, and after this one, it gets dropped down to seven. So three racers are on the bubble, which are Ben Adams, Chris Darling, and Mitchell Adams. And I bring up Ben Adams, and we just find out today that unfortunately he will not be making this race so it looks like he may be out of the chase um, this season um, the only other thing I want to bring out, up about the NSRA League and the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series if there's any drivers out there looking to join a league or sponsors that want to sponsor a series or races head over to NSRA League's Facebook page and make sure you give them a message um, they'll help you out. They're very good guys. Uh, any questions you have, they'll they'll definitely answer. So the story um, that we're going to talk about actually came out last week, and I was actually kind of excited to talk about this. Um, and it's about Eli Manning and Peyton Manning having their own broadcast for Monday Night Football. Um, it's going to be over on ESPN. It's going to be not the main you know, ESPN uh, channel, but it's going to be the Monday Night Football Megacast, which is going to be airing on ESPN2. Now, they, Peyton Manning and I'm assuming Eli uh, struck a deal with ESPN to broadcast on here um, for the next three seasons for 10 games of each of those seasons. There's no host uh, announced just yet, so I'm assuming they're probably going to have a, a host on there to help them out a little bit. But also, like, there, there's a couple things when I read about this that I really liked, and I think I may be even tuning in more on this than compared to the, um, the main Monday Night Football channel, is the fact that when I read the quote um, from a, the ESPN CEO or whoever signed the contract, um, so the reason why they want to bring both Mannings on was basically to give the viewers a different outlook and a different feel to watching the game. So like that you're you know, sitting at the bar watching the game with a couple of your buddies or you're at home with your your friends rooting on your other you know, your favorite teams or whatnot. And like, you know, some of us obviously, you know, that have kids can't go out to the bars or whatever and and experience that feeling or get that feeling. You know, so I think both guys aren't dumb. You know, I know the memes are out there about both of them, but let's be honest, the memes are out there about all sports athletes. And definitely Peyton, one of the smartest quarterbacks ever to play the game, Eli, goofy face and all. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun show to watch. You know, I'm sure they're going to talk, you know, X's and O's, but. I'm sure they're also going to bust on each other about when they were 12 years old, you know, how Eli bounced the ball off his head and, and Peyton Manning intercepted or some stupid shit like that, you know what I mean? Um, and also, the other aspect of the show that they're going to do is they're also going to have some celebrities and other sports figures to join them, which, again, it, it gives that at the bar type feel with, with friends now 
I wonder though, the only thing I wonder is why they're doing this. Are they doing this to see how popular it will be? And if it is popular enough, will they move this style of broadcast over to the main one on ESPN? Maybe, you know, obviously not this year, but maybe next year. Um, because there was a lot of times watching Monday Night Football that the broadcast got boring, especially with Booger McFarlane. Jesus, he's stupid. You know, we make, we make fun of the Mannings about how dumb they look. This dumbass. I could not stand him. I, I had him muted a few times. But I, I really think this is going to be a, a fun experience to watch. And um, as far as the Megacast, which is you know what they're calling it, uh, they're supposed to debut at the first three weeks of this uh, season. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm definitely excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. And even though it's on ESPN2, I, I don't think we're going to have Marshawn Lynch talking about how he has to, go, has to go take a dump. It's definitely a, a good time to be a Philly fan. Uh, this past week or so. Well, I should say a Philly sports fan because the next segment is a Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Flyers loaded segment as we talk about some of the moves that both the Eagles and the Flyers have done. Now, obviously, with the Flyers, free agency started, if you're listening right now, um, started yesterday, Wednesday. And I'll tell you what, a lot of moves that they even did before that with the trades and everything, I'm liking it. I'm not saying we're winning the cup, but at least they're not going to be going into next season with the same wash, rinse, repeat type thing. You know, and that's 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 what it felt like this past season. I know a lot of people want to blame the, you know, COVID and all that stuff. It was the same team before COVID too. You know, the only thing that really changed was our one defenseman retired, who really helped Provi off. Um, but this coming season, um, some of the moves that the Flyers did was that they acquired Cam Atkins from the Blue Jackets in exchange for Voracek, Jacob Voracek. We all kind of knew this was coming, especially when rumors started to come out that the Flyers were going to leave him unprotected for the Seattle Krakens, Krakens, however you say their name, um, expansion draft. Obviously, they didn't, uh, they didn't take him. And there's still some questions about their draft strategy. Why It was definitely underwhelming, to say the least. Um, this trade, you know, obviously was just a, a salary dump. You know, they, they, from what I saw number-wise, it looked like we saved about 2 or $3 million, uh, this year. But the Blue Jackets actually save in the long run because Voracek only has three years left on his contract, where Atkins... Um, has four years left. The other move that the Flyers did, and I know I'm going to destroy his name here, but uh, was they were they acquired defenseman Rasmus Ristolainen from the Sabers in exchange for our first round draft pick, um, Robert Hag, and 
our own second round pick in 2023. The reason why I like this move, I know a lot of people are like, well, he's not as good as he used to be, this and that, the other thing. If you look at his overall ranks, uh, stats-wise, he's fourth among all NHL defensemen in hits. That was one of the biggest things I was screaming about all yes uh, last year. We weren't, we weren't physical enough. You know, I know we had to trade away Gudis because he was old and, you know, just wasn't the same player as he used to be. But it just, you know, Robert Hag was definitely one of the, the, the bigger hitters on our team, but that was it. You know, like we needed some physicality back on this team and show that we're not going to get pushed around no more. Um, the other reason why I also like the Atkinson trade, and I believe uh, we, we signed Yandel today. Both of those guys used to play with Kevin Hayes and were coached by Elaine Vignon at some point in their career. So they all know each other, which obviously chemistry is a big thing. They know how to play you know, alongside of each other. Um, so I, I think this is definitely going to help get that going. We're not going to have you know, many games where we're only going to get one or two goals a game. And we're not going to give up a lot of goals like we were last year. Um, the other one that was not that surprising as well, the other trade was that we traded Shane Gostaspare to uh, the Coyotes. Basically, again, as a salary dump because we traded Gostaspare, um, a second round pick in next year's draft, and a seventh round pick in next year's draft, where we got nothing back from Arizona. So obviously that was a, a salary dump. I like Ghost. But he's been on decline ever since his rookie year. You know, so he got that big contract, never performed up to the, the contract. And I'm okay with, the, with with them doing a salary dump there because now you, know, you got Carter Hart and Travis Sennheim up for extensions. We, we got to sign those two guys. Um, I'm not giving up on Carter Hart yet. I just think... He needs to get back to his, his core you know, studies and, and how he approached the game. I, I don't know, you know, was him losing the, the backup goalie that we had um, when he first came up, he, he became real close with, was that the factor of why he had such a decline this past season? Um, also came out that he stopped going to his sports therapist Maybe he needs to go back to that. You know, he's a young kid, a lot of pressure on him. But the tools are there. We've seen the skills. I think he'll be fine. We just need to find a good replacement, maybe even a replacement that could take a little bit more starts away from him than Brian Elliott did, who signed in Tampa Bay uh, just today. Oops, excuse me, just today. Um... That's the only other spot I think that we need to address is the backup goalie slash starter. You know, maybe we bring a goalie in that pushes Carter Hart for the starting position. Um, across the street from Flyers Arena, Wells Fargo, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Rumors coming out late last week and earlier this, this week that the Eagles are the team best setup to trade for Deshaun Watson. Texans came out, said they are 
actively looking to take trade offers and, and see what they could get and are willing to trade Deshaun Watson as long it's as it's a fair price and their fair, fair price and I'm quote I wrote read this so I'll quote three first round picks and starting caliber caliber players Deshaun Watson may be a good player maybe a good quarterback and just maybe he'll be found not guilty on all these charges that still are ongoing I am sorry I don't care who you are no player is worth the first uh, three first round picks no player at most two first round picks and then on top of that you want a starting caliber player for Eagles to pull off this trade obviously they have to give two of their first rounds next year plus a following year having a first round and probably have to put Jalen Hurts in there because they're going to want a quarterback back you don't give up Miles Sanders because who's who else is going to step up like he plays you're not going to give up Devontae Smith or Jalen Rieger Travis Fulgham is not um enticing enough I, I think for the Texans to do that even Zach Ertz yeah he's a starting caliber player but he's not what he used to be so I, I don't think Philly will pull it off I hope Philly doesn't pull it off because if in your aspect too is you give up those three first round draft picks you're setting yourself back five six seasons easily it's already proven that if you miss on a first round draft pick, you're already, especially if it's a quarterback, you're setting yourself back 10 seasons. And we see that with Carson, which is maybe, we don't know if Jalen's gonna, Jalen Hurts is gonna um, live up to what some people think he could play as. So there's a lot of question marks. And if he misses, yeah, we're, we're set back five years because of Carson Wentz uh, trade and us drafting him. Now, the, the other um, signing that happened this past week was we finally got our second cornerback to start alongside Darius Slay, Steven Nelson. This is, I like this move. Now, granted, Travis Fulgham torched him last year when he was on the Steelers. But other than that game, he's had some good seasons um, with Kansas City and the Steelers. And this also puts Avante Max, I believe, where he is more suitable, and that's the nickelback. So with this signing, I, I think our defense definitely got a lot better. It may not be the the big sexy signing that will put your defense over the top, but as a collective, I think it helps our defense. And a good defense takes a lot of pressure off of an offense, especially with a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So I. I both seasons, the Eagles and the Flyers, definitely going to be exciting. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's either going to go really good for both teams or really bad for both teams. Last week was BKFC 19. Um, and being that this is our Combat Corner segment, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, live scores, odds, and the best expert picks every day. Start winning today at BetAngles.com. There was a lot of news that came out of the uh, 
pay-per-view and this one here I'm really excited for it is Beck Rollins re-signed with Bare Knuckle I was wondering when she would uh, she, she fought out her contract with BKFC ended up signing with Bellator to give the MMA career one last try and was average just like she was in UFC she went one on one um, I don't know if she was released or she fought out her contract there but she ended up like I said re-signed with BKFC she's undefeated in bare knuckle after uh, going 3-0 with wins over um, Alma Garcia Cecilia Flores and Britton Hart and we'll talk about Britton Hart in a second but um I think this will see really how good that 3-0 record is because her last bare knuckle fight I believe was um, last year so like 2020 maybe late 2019 and the women's division in bare knuckle wasn't as strong as it is now you look at, at the women's division right now you have Paige Van Zandt which again I'll talk about her in a second Pearl Gonzalez and Rachel Ostovich. Ostovich, sorry about that. Um, before, when Beck was first in Bare Knuckle, you really didn't have anybody. She was the name. She was the face of that division. Now you have at least three, and I'm going to throw Brandon Hart in there, four um, known names to help build that division up. Now, as of right now, she has no opponent's book, but the thinking is that she's going to be fighting in October, um, October 22nd. The fight I would love to see there is her and Britton Hart. When she fought Britton Hart, I'll tell you what, Britton Hart showed a lot of heart. I mean, she did get pieced up by Beck Rollins, but she didn't back down. And her Britain Hart's last two fights, I believe it was, showed a lot of improvement in her boxing, a lot of um, improvement in her her movement and everything. And I think this would be a hell of a match to, uh, well, a hell of a rematch, I should say, to, to bring Beck Rollins back. And even though I'm going to go with my girl Beck, I would not put it past Britain with the upset. So hopefully that happens in October. Um, so kind of to review Bare Knuckle uh, 19, BKFC 19. Right off the bat, I did not like any of the the boxing circus they had. Basically, they had a bunch of YouTubers and TikTokers with um, boxing gloves on to fight. And it just looked like a, a, a schoolyard fight. You know, I'm paying to see professionals fight. Especially when... They have a rapper, uh, Blueface, I think his name is. Um, get jumped by an audience member and then him punch him. Like, I hope this is not the route Bare Knuckle Boxing is going, BKFC. Because it will ruin the the, the league. Or the, the, the company. Stick with what you've been doing. You've been gaining support. You've been gaining well-known sponsors compared to BKFC1 don't deviate from what you've been doing 
as far as the fighters, though, Abdil Velasquez, who was one of the early beginners in BKFC, I like him. He only had one fight that really turned me off from him, and that was when uh, David Feldman took away his his winnings or his uh, his purse because all he did was run. Um, I think he's done. You know, he's fought seven times out of the 19 pay-per-views, and two of his last three fights ended in, in TKO, and this last one was, was pretty brutal. I think, you know, the evolution of BKFC fighting, I think, is finally catching up to him, and he can't just do it just raw, raw power. Now you need talent. You need to evolve with the other fighters, and I'm just not seeing it with him. I, I could see him being done in the BKFC. Um, Taylor Jenkins was the Killer B uh, fighter. This is the second time I saw her fight, and this time around, I mean, she just ran through Cassie Robb. So I would like to see a step up in competition from her, or, you know, for her. And, again, maybe maybe a Britton Hart, or even a Pearl Gonzalez. You know, maybe, maybe a Pearl Gonzalez, because she's new to the sport, still learning the, the ins and outs. Um, and maybe Britton Hart may overwhelm her. So they're my two teams that I, I would like to see fight uh, Taylor Jenkins. And then, like I said before, with uh, Britton Hart and, and Beck Rollins, has gotten a lot better since the Rollins loss. I would love to see the rematch. Um, and you know she knows how to sell a fight. Like she was, she was a good trash talker at the press conferences. Wasn't a Conor McGregor, you know, disrespectful towards Habib's father. You know, he he Conor's just a scumbag anymore. But she definitely knows how to sell fights. And then the last thing is I want to touch on is Paige Van Zandt. Now she's owned two since debuting in bare knuckle boxing. Um, but this fight compared to her last, she did look a lot better. She still has a ways to go, but did look a lot better. The only thing with her I did not like was, in my opinion, the disrespect she showed by storming off when the cards were red that Pearl uh, won. I had Pearl winning two rounds to one. I don't know how... Page saw it. I haven't seen any like statements or anything on it, you know, from her, but definitely had Rachel winning that fight. Um, there's a UFC fight card this week. I may do a live tweeting, but there's no real fights on there except for um, Uriah Hall that really jumped out to me. So I, I may tune in, and you know, it's usually those cards you gotta watch out for. Usually those cards are the ones that turn out to be the, the barn burners. So, um, to find our Twitter accounts, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net. On the right-hand side is all our, our Twitter accounts. Just click them, and you're able to follow us to Facebook. Click the like button, all that stuff, as well as our merch tab up top. And don't forget to go visit www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports to help support the show so that way we could do cool giveaways or you know other things like that for you guys. Um, so I think that's actually going to be it for this week though uh, it was good to be back got recharged I'm ready for the weekend now make sure you guys head over to 
YouTube on Friday night, 9 p.m., 3Wide TV for the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. It's going to be a good race. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a chippy race, um, especially being the last race before getting cut down to seven. So make sure you guys tune in there. Till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo signing out.